0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. I am so excited for you all to hear this week's episode. It's, I feel like I say every episode with the guests is one of my favorites, but seriously, I think that this episode will be super beneficial to a lot of you listeners out there who are in college or maybe not in college and looking to take an entrepreneurial type of route with your career or maybe you're already in that kind of route in college, and maybe you just need some help with time management and goal setting, um, this episode is for you. So I'm super excited to have Hannah Ashton from YouTube and from the Dream Achieve Workbook Planner here with me today on the episode. So without further ado, let's get started with the episode and be sure to follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram, join the Facebook group, and here is the episode with Hannah Ashton. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. I am here with Hannah Ashton today and I'm really excited to be having her on the episode this week and I think y'all are really going to enjoy the episode. But before we get started with a rapid fire this or that, um, she's going to go ahead and introduce
1: herself. Hey guys, and thank you, Abby, for having me on the show. So I'm Hannah Ashton. I am a 21-year-old YouTuber and entrepreneur. I'm also a college student. Started YouTube very young and have grown my YouTube account to over 170,000 subscribers. I post videos weekly about productivity and college life, but also women in business and entrepreneurship. And we're gonna get into kind of what my business is and how I started it. But I do all of that while being a college student and I go to school in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, And that's a little bit, yeah, about me.
0: Awesome. And we're going to go ahead and get started with the this or that. So the very first question is morning or night person?
1: Morning person. (laughs) You'll probably (laughs) be able to tell by the end of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think so. And then hot or iced coffee? I do hot in the morning um, and then
0: usually iced in the afternoon. That's how I like it too. Usually I feel like in the summer though, it's so hot. It's almost hard to get myself to drink hot coffee, but I do prefer it in the morning for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So beach or mountains for a vacation?
1: Beach for vacation. Cause I've grown up near the smoky mountains. So yes. <laughs> I travel to the beach for the vacation. That makes sense.
0: And I actually, I have, I think I've told you before that I have like a ton of family in the Maryville area, Sevierville, like very close. And I've been to the Smoky Mountains many times, but, um, I love them and I love visiting those since I live by the beach normally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's right where I am. so funny. (laughs) And Instagram or TikTok? Okay. Right now it's TikTok because I'm having some videos do really well and it's bringing in a lot of sales to my business. So that's so awesome. I, it's crazy how much like TikTok is just like
0: changing the world of just e-commerce and everything. It's actually insane to see, um, rich or famous or rich and unknown or rich and famous or rich and unknown. I said that bad. (laughs)
1: Um, I'm going to do rich and unknown, which is funny. The fact that I'm an influencer,
0: (laughs) I would say the same exact thing,
1: (laughs) but like, yeah, down the line, I'm like, I do not want to be posting my entire life for the next 40 years on. Right.
0: Right. It needs to like, just, you know,
1: keep, keep what needs to be private, private. And then, you know,
0: whatever's public is public. Yeah. It's, I honestly feel like most influencers would say rich and unknown. So it's just funny that we are out here doing everything that constitutes like becoming like quote unquote famous on a small scale. And we're like, no, we want to be unknown. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So last one is dine in or delivery.
1: Dine in. I just think that if I'm paying for food out, I want the whole experience.
0: I totally agree with that. I feel like after COVID, I did so much delivery for such a long period of time to where I like was more okay with it. But then it's like, once I started eating like out again, I was like, I miss this so much. Mm-hmm. Like Atmosphere is literally everything. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and hop into some college-related questions and then we'll phase into the business-type related questions with running your own business and then some personal ones. So the first question I have regarding college for you is how did you ultimately make your college decision for where you were going? And did you have a hard time adjusting to being a college student?
1: I would say it was fairly easy for me to choose where to go to school. I knew I wanted to be in state. I only applied to three schools, which was University of Tennessee, Knoxville, Belmont University where I go and Lipscomb University. Those last two are in Nashville Um, just because, you know, in-state tuition is great. And also all those schools offered the major I'm in, which is entrepreneurship. And I ultimately decided on Belmont. I loved the campus. I loved um, just the atmosphere in Nashville. It's like close enough to home, but still like I'm doing my own thing. It's three hours away. And so it's really easy for me to kind of decide on that. And I would also say it was easy for me to adjust to college. I remember freshman year being like, wait, like this is not much different than my life back home. And I think that's due to me just being really independent, um, always doing my own thing in high school. My high school was also like a STEM school. So it was kind of tough. So I didn't think college was that much more difficult my freshman year. So honestly, for me, I was kind of like expecting more of this gigantic change in my life. And I'm like, I'm doing the same things that I was in high school, like going to a workout class, going to a grocery store, filming my YouTube videos, doing homework, like it's all the same. So that was kind of my transition into school.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really great. I think there's something to be said for very independent people. Like when they go to college, I would say that's definitely a common trend. Like if you kind of have everything you know, figured out with like what you like to do, your hobbies, interests, whatever. I think it can definitely make the transition a lot more smooth. And I was on like the opposite end of that. So I went from high school to college, not really like knowing what my passions were. I was like, you know, identity crisis type of situation freshman year. So once I found that in college, I felt comfortable, but the transition was definitely uncomfortable. But I will, I will say the people I know who had all that kind of already established definitely had an easier transition. So that's definitely a good point. Um, So what you already mentioned what you majored in, which was entrepreneurship, but do you feel that those courses that you took helped you build your product and brand?
1: A little bit of yes and no. I started my planner business, um, which is my main business when I like first semester freshman year. So I hadn't even taken any business courses yet when I kind of started pushing this business forward and I launched it at the end of my freshman year in 2019. Um, But now i really love my classes now going into senior year and Previously in my junior year, because they're like really focused on financials and product development and marketing, and I can directly apply what I'm learning to my business. And a lot of class projects, they let me use my business, which is amazing. That's awesome. Um, But I think starting out, I was doing all my research online, talking to other entrepreneurial students helped, um, like seniors when I was a freshman, and getting advice from them. But I wouldn't say the classes. Specifically, like made me start. I think you can totally start a business in college no matter what major you're in. That's awesome. And just out of curiosity, like what type of classes does an entrepreneurship major take? So, my hardest one I've taken so far was called Entrepreneurial Financial Management. And it's basically <laughs> where you had to create like income statements and cash flow statements uh, for this fake business and you have to make projections for your first three years in business, do like best case and worst case. Like you have to figure out who you're going to hire, how to provide benefits for employees. Like what are their salaries going to be? It was just so detailed and specific, way, a way bigger business than I have currently, but it was like really helpful. Um, And then just basic like marketing classes have to take accounting and finance. Um, I took a PR class, but it's a lot of like the same classes business majors take, but a lot of them are more specified to like you learning all the aspects of it.
0: That's actually super cool. I don't even know if Alabama has an entrepreneurship major. I know they have a minor, I think, but um, I definitely, I feel like more and more people will sort of start taking that route, but it's really cool because it sounds like you get a very good range of classes, but at the same time, they're specific to what you're doing. So that's really neat. Um, And what would you say is your biggest tip or quote unquote, life hack for managing time well as a college student that's juggling a lot of different
1: things? So something I've realized over the years in my schedule that's different than other college students um, is I treat like my job and college like a nine to five. Like I found a lot of students would wake up late, like just go to class, come back to the dorm and then nap or like just would have a really weird schedule, like would watch TV in the middle of the afternoon. And Believe me, I love my Netflix, but I make sure I like designate my time in the evenings for that. I just felt like a lot of people were going into college without ever having a routine, which is like taking it day by day. Like, oh, what do I want to do in the next hour instead of like planning it out? And so for me, I think what helped me adjust and still be able to do YouTube in college and start a business all while getting to school was like planning out Like, okay, if I wake up at 7am and I have a class at 8am, I'm going to take that first hour for my morning routine. And then right when I get back from class, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to work on the homework for that class, get that done so that in the afternoon I can focus on YouTube and, um, starting a business. And so I think just setting really good boundaries for yourself right off the bat, like start of the semester, like I'm not going to watch Netflix In the middle of the day. I'm not going to go on Instagram for these hours during the day and like limit those distractions that are always happening in college. I'm sure you know, like friends are always making plans. There's Mm -hmm. always distractions, but just setting those boundaries early on of how your routine is gonna look um has been super helpful for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's really valuable. I remember I heard that advice, like treats, like especially for YouTubers and entrepreneurial type people, you know, treat it like every day is a nine to five, like even with school. And I heard Claudia Selewski say that in a video literally years ago. And when I heard it, I was like, that's some good advice. And I try to always implement it. And it really does sound like you have it down, but that's definitely very sound advice for anyone who is juggling a lot. And I'd say that's probably the best way to maintain that balance between, you know, here's all I have to do and here's what I want to do in my free time. But exactly. So now transitioning into questions more so about your business and your product. Um, how did the dream achieve workbook come about and what really pushed you to execute that idea
1: you had in your head? So my freshman year, I was using two different planners, paper planners. Um, one for my to-do list for like all my assignments and then one for, time blocking, um, to kind of, again, lay out my routine for the day. And I was like, this is weird. Like, why do I have a school and a work planner? I, there's nothing out there that catered toward, toward creatives and like entrepreneurs, but we're also still in school and still in college. So I was like, okay, if I had my own planner or whatever it may be, what kind of, would the pages look like? Okay. I'd want a to-do list every day, but also a space to time block every day, which is time blocking is where you write out an hour or 30 minutes or a few hour increments, and you just plan out your day kind of by the hour. Um, And I also love and grew up on YouTube in the self-development, you know, personal growth realm, love those books and podcasts, always been into morning routines and self-care. And so I also wanted a planner that allowed me to kind of figure out that as well and keep me from being so burned out by trying to always be productive. And so I was like, I don't know if I want it to be a 12 month, you know, start in January type of planner. And so with all these ideas is how I created the dream achieve workbook, which ultimately is a six month undated planner. So you can pick it up whenever kind of Whenever during the year that you feel like you need a fresh start, you want to set some new goals, you want to kind of take control of your life for those six months. Um, And the first portion of it, the dream section, is all about setting goals. You have a vision board, figuring out if you want to start a side hustle, what are you going to prioritize? And then the achieve section is those six months of undated um, pages where you can plan your workouts, routine every month, your morning, night routine, self care, budget, and have those weekly spreads where you have a to-do list and time blocking section. So I just put like all of the content I love to make on YouTube kind of into a book. And that's how the Dream Achieve workbook kind of came about. That's really
0: awesome. I love that you have undated and everything. I think that that's totally the route to go with planners and everything. Cause I just feel like nobody actually every single day, like <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, every single weekend is planning everything out. So that's really awesome. And what made you choose to do like six months over 12 months, just because it was undated,
1: Honestly, um, it's something that we learn in business school is to start with a minimum viable product, an MVP. And so Mm -hmm. adding another six months of pages was going to almost double my, my pages in the book. And it would have been more money, like more expensive. And so I honestly thought I was like, okay, well first my audience doesn't even know I'm making this. So when I launch (laughs) it, let me launch it, you know, a little bit cheaper for myself, still six months it's manageable. You know, people, I feel like every six months kind of change up their goals and dreams too, you know, it's hard to kind of keep a set list of goals for a whole year. So like, let me start with six months. If it goes well, maybe then I can invest in a 12 month, but I just launched the second version of them this year in May. And people just loved the six months because it's like, you know, pick it up. It's not a huge commitment. It's not a year long commitment. It's like, okay, I'm going to work on this set of goals for six months and here's my planner to help me do so. So that's where that came from. That's awesome.
0: And what is one thing you wish you would have known sooner with creating the Dream Achieve Workbook?
1: I think that for having an online business, well, there's so many things I would have told myself, but (laughs) one thing that can apply to a lot of other people out there in small businesses is just because you have a great product and you take good photos and you think it's amazing, doesn't mean people are going to buy it that's just the world we live in. There's, you know, it's made up of small businesses. There's so many accounts for, you know, boutiques and jewelry, and you may think your product is the absolute best and maybe it is, but if people don't stumble across it or find it, you're not going to have any sales. And so it's so much more like the, creating the product and having something that you love and like setting up the website is the first half of it. Like the second half has happened in the past two years of me running this business of just continuing, continuing to learn marketing and to continue building my brand and building that community around it. It's half the battle, honestly. So if you're starting your own business, just be prepared. Like, yes, get it exactly how you want it set up, but the real work work comes in once it's launched and you have to kind of get it in front of people.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I have like a lot of people always ask me, you know, how do you get over the fear of starting a YouTube channel, starting a podcast? Any big project that really anyone goes after, I feel like there's always this little fear bridge that you have to climb. And once you get on the other side, it's so easy to like look back and be like, why was I so scared? But I have so many people ask me, how do I get over this fear bridge to start something new and pursue my goals and dreams? So how did, if you had a fear bridge um, type of thing, how did you get over that and really push yourself to execute your dream and your vision?
1: For me, I feel like I get so excited about something that at first there's no fear and I like start it and I'm like, this can be the best thing in the world. And then like a couple of months into it, when the excitement has maybe died down and I'm like in the hard work, that's when the fear sort of sets in. And it's like, wait, I just spent all this time and money into this. Like I just told my audience, I just told my friends and family, like, what if this doesn't work out? So for me, it's not about like starting, even though I know that's really hard for some people, it's to start. And all I can say to that is. Literally, just start with the smallest little thing you can do, like create the Instagram account, buy the website domain, you know, film your first video. You're never gonna post it, but just film it on your iPhone. Like, just do the first little step to kind of get you started. But for me, when I face that fear kind of later in the past, that's when I kind of have to go back and look at like old journal prompts or think back to times in my life when I maybe started something new, maybe not even a part of business. Um, But I think back maybe like, okay, when I was, this is silly, but in middle school, like I went to a dance class, like not knowing any of the girls in that dance class. And like, I'm proud of myself that it got me to this point and this point and look what it, where I ended up, you know, dancing for so many years. So I just think you have to look back and kind of find that inner strength to be like, okay, I've done something like this before. Not exactly, but like I've overcame my fears before and I can do it again. Um, and you just kind of build upon that. But what do you always tell people? I'm so curious. What do you tell people when they ask you like how to get over the fear?
0: Yeah, I normally, I'm kind of the same way. I'm always just like, start with something. Um, and I always tell people, you know, get the what ifs out of your head. I think that's the biggest thing because we sit there and tell ourselves, what if we fail? But then on the other end of that, you know, what if it's the most successful thing ever and it changes your life? Um, so if you're going to dwell on what ifs, at least make them positive what ifs, instead of sure. thinking of a hypothetical case and scenario that isn't even guaranteed to happen. Cause that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, you're sitting here telling yourself, what if it fails? What if, you know, people judge you? So what it's your dream, your product, like your goal. So at the end of the day, you should be doing it for you. First of all, and if you can't stop thinking about it, that's the other thing I always say, because um, that's kind of how I was with my YouTube channel back, my, back in my freshman year. It took me like six to eight months to like muster up the courage to actually start it. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, that took a really long time. But then I also, you know, have friends where they've had an idea for like years in their head. And it's wow. always sitting there, like marinating in the back of their head. And I'm like, just act on it. Like if it's sitting there itching you, like that means you need to act on it. Um, so that's kind of what I say. I think the biggest thing though is, you know, just start because once you get started, it's a lot easier to like keep moving forward. It's that first step that is the hardest. So that's kind of what I I say.
1: And going off of like, if you're afraid of people and like people's judgment, think to yourself, are these people going to be in my life in the next year, in the next five years? Like how long are these people actually going to be in my life? Because the decision you can make to say yes can last you a lifetime. It can last you five years. Like who knows how long I'll have this business. Um, And if I didn't start it because people in college, I was afraid of what they would judge or say, like, I'm not going to see those people after four years. Like, so, but this business could last me 10 years. So it's just like, don't be stopped in the moment because the people around you right now, like think, try to think more long-term and where this decision can get you long-term. Yeah, for sure. That's really, really good advice, especially for just that worry
0: of what other people will think. Um, And what is like one unforeseen, this is kind of related to two questions ago, but like an unforeseen challenge or trial you face, maybe in production or just executing the idea and creating your product?
1: So, I think a big part of product based businesses is manufacturing. So, although I designed each page by hand, like did it all the graphic design work all myself, um, I get it manufactured overseas. And so, like the time difference, if there the language barrier hasn't been a lot because the website I go through like um, changes it for you, so there's none no l- me reading another language. But I just mm-hmm. think like the time difference and also learning other holidays. Like I had to go with their holiday, you know, schedule and all of that. It it just was very unforeseen. Like I never thought about that before. Right. And like shipping on a boat takes two months sometimes. Like the boat can crash. Like there's just so many things oh gosh, you have to yeah. think about. Thankfully, that, that was Lavendaire's experience. I don't know if you know Eileen from Lavendaire, but uh-uh. her, her last, she has a planner um, that she had at the new year and like trying to get it out for the new year and the boat like got stuck in the middle of the ocean and she was like, oh, "What? A, there's like gosh. thousands of my products on this boat. So there's just <laughs> little things like that, little hiccups or big hiccups that can come in the way and you just have to remember to like stay calm it's okay. I'm like, I'm not curing cancer or COVID. Like I'm yeah. just having my business. It's okay. I do not need to get super worked up over this. And, um, you just kind of have to take it day by day and take each obstacle as it comes. Cause they will come, but you kind of have to have a mindset that not every little thing is going to stop you or get you really like fired up and mad. Um, you kind of just have to be like calm about it, even though it's, yes. it's hard to do. Yes, for sure.
0: And what does just like give everyone an idea? I'm really curious too, like, what is the process like from beginning to end with like launching the workbook?
1: Yeah, so I started just literally in my dorm room, like with a blank notebook, like, okay, what would each page kind of look like? Then I learned from someone that I needed to be using InDesign. It's an Adobe product like Photoshop to be able to graphically design like a book. So I started learning InDesign through like YouTube tutorials and help pages, literally didn't take a class on it or anything, just learned through Mm -hmm. online, um, and created the, the, Pages and the cover. Then I found my manufacturer through Alibaba.com. They have manufacturers for any product you could want. And um, I completely customized mine, obviously. So I had them send me photos of different colors of the covers, um, you know, if I wanted embossed or gold foil stamping on the cover. Um, and ultimately, when I sent in my design, I wanted a black linen, like sleek hardcover book um, with a gold foil design on the front. And as soon as they sent back the first sample, I knew I loved the outside cover. It was like exactly what I was looking for. Something not super preppy. It was very chic and it was very like elevated for a planner, I thought. Um, so then I just had to go to work on critiquing all the inside designs. And then finally in, this was now in May of my freshman year. So right as I was finishing up my freshman year, they sent me like the final Sample, I confirmed that, and just so you know samples cost like one hundred to two hundred dollars for just one book wow. because they're making it custom, and they're not obviously if you don't buy the whole quantity, it's not like they're gonna be making it themselves, right. so they have to like configure all the machines to make your custom books. so samples are pretty expensive, um but once you confirm it, then they go into the large manufacturing um I think I had to order a minimum quantity of about five hundred books, and it got to me in July. And so I had pre-orders by then and started shipping them out in July. And then, yeah, the rest is history, kind of just redoing that again with a revamped style for the new workbooks. Um, This year, I decided to do a student version, which is still like the black sleek design. And then a date, the day driven is a light blue cover. And it's for post-grad girls because that was some customer feedback I got. They were like, I want more student pages or I want no student pages. So they're very similar just with the, a few different pages and wordings, but that's something that I took into consideration and put into this new launch that happened beginning of this summer. So yeah, that's a bit about the, the process
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I know that there's so many like moving parts and everything. So it's always very interesting to hear with like different products, like what the process looks like. And I didn't even think about that with samples, but obviously it makes perfect sense. Like that's totally common sense, but I, I just, that never even fazed me. So I mean, yeah, that's a big cost for sure. Um, and do you outsource any of your work or do you just do everything yourself?
1: Um, so manufacturing of it is outsourced, but they come to me and so I ship Mm -hmm. them out myself. Um, I have brought on a few different girls at a few different times. So like when I was in school, I hired a social media manager to run the dream achieve workbook Instagram. Since I'm doing my business like full-time this summer, I just took over that role. Um, and mm-hmm. right now I have a girl who's actually in the Philippines and she does some of my email marketing. So like writing oh, nice. out abandoned cart sequences and um, I give her the content for like the newsletters and she'll like critique it and grammar and put it into the, the email template. And um, so I kind of hire people as needed. If I'm like, okay, I want to lean into to email marketing, then I'll hire someone for that. If I, in a few, in a year, maybe like if I'm getting too many orders a day where I can't keep up with it myself, maybe I'll hire someone for fulfillment. So I kind of mm-hmm. just do it as needed, but majority of it um, is me with the help of family.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so That's very impressive. And I think it's good to just kind of go as needed. And I've kind of figured it like once you hire like the first person to help you, it's a lot easier to hire after that. But I feel like the first person it's like, I don't know. I kind of had to like really push myself to like get myself to do it. Cause I was just, I don't know, letting it out of my control was like a little bit stressful, but I think that once you, I mean, obviously as long as you have a good experience, once you do it once, it's a lot easier to do it after that. But, Um, Do you plan on creating any like new product lines um, under your brand Dream Achieve Workbook in the future or just creating like entirely different products or businesses?
1: I'm not sure yet because I think back and I'm like five years ago, I had no idea I'd be doing this now. So it's like, Mm -hmm. who knows what I kind of just switched to. But um, in the near future, I do want to create another product that's not a planner but still in like the stationary realm since the dream achieve workbook launch we've also launched stickers that have gone in the workbook and a digital version um but i want to create a product that's not related to the planner but still under Mm -hmm. like the hannah ashton dream achieve brand um and we'll kind of see from there it's like so it's so interesting when you have a business because you have all these ideas, but all these ideas comes with like a hefty price tax. It's not like you can just pursue one like with YouTube, but if I have an idea for a video content, like next week I can have it done and like see how it does or with TikTok. It's like, let me just try this. But with an actual product, you really have to do your research and like think about it for a few months and then get Mm -hmm. prepped to launch six months from now. It's like a lot of upfront work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the process there and, and what I'm thinking of doing, but who knows what will happen even yeah. in a year from now.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and I know for me personally, just like, cause I manage my podcast, Instagram account, and then I obviously have like my own personal Instagram account. I have like fitness account, um, just too many. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm curious if you face like any social media fatigue with having, I mean, I know you said that someone did run the social media at once, but like, especially the summer with you managing it full-time, um, how do you like fight off like social media fatigue with managing a personal and a professional um, business Instagram or even across multiple social media platforms?
1: It's honestly a lot. Like I, you understand why social media management is a full-time job and why mm-hmm. people are like having that as their job right after undergrad. Um, I think to fight fatigue, I try to give myself boundaries. Um, I usually don't post To the business accounts on the weekends, Um, I'll kind of just keep it more on my personal. I've been trying lately, the past few weeks, to take one day where I'm not on Instagram or TikTok at all. And even though that's honestly tough some days, um, it's I really enjoyed it, and it's made me realize (laughs) just because I'm not posting on my stories every day doesn't mean that people are like gonna hate me or unfollow me (laughs) or. You know, when you're on social media for so long, you get these ideas in your head like. I cannot take a break because people are going to unfollow me. And I did that back in May with YouTube as I took a month long break, which I've been doing YouTube for like 10 years and I never took Mm. a month long break. I'm like, I'm just going to take a month where I don't post at all. And it was honestly really refreshing. And yes, my channels took a month or so to get back and like to the groove, but it's like, it was worth it in the end. And so I think taking breaks when needed. And also I I try not to scroll a lot on the platforms. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of days I'll just log into Instagram to like post my stories, post what I need to do, engage with my community. And I try not to get so fixated on other people's content. Cause I know that can right. keep me on the app for so long. So it's like, get my inspiration, get my ideas, post what I need to, and get off as quickly as possible.
0: Yes. Yes. That's definitely a good method. And I'm like, so bad about when i get on i need to like clear everything and check everything i used to be so ridiculous and i think it was more so of just like a like i didn't like the idea of not seeing everything so mm-hmm. i used to literally make sure i went through like every single story i don't know how i ever did that and like i'd say it was probably like 2 years ago when i was like why am i doing this and then wow. so now it's like i watch like maybe three or four that are like my first few and then I normally, I'm the same way with scrolling now. I'm like, okay, I need to get myself to just not scroll. Like I'll get on, post or need to post, get off. Yeah, and that's definitely a best. better way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And last question for business related stuff. Is there anything you would have done differently, um, in creating your products in the beginning?
1: Um, Kind of a specific thing is I thought I needed like perfect boxes to ship the workbooks in. So I actually went through like another manufacturer to create like custom boxes for each Book and each box like cost me two dollars to make, which I know it doesn't seem a lot, but when you're like dealing with large quantities, it it honestly is a lot for a box (laughs) that people are probably just going to throw away and it's going to create more waste. And so I kind of realized that I got more feedback, and people are like, honestly, like it's cute, but it's not needed. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. So let's like (laughs) simplify my packaging. Now I just wrap them in like cute designed tissue paper, I put them in a compostable bubble mailer, and You know, it's it's simple, it takes less time. So I just think, yes, when we're starting a business, we want everything to be perfect. And we I was like, my product has to be on the level of like these Instagram businesses I follow that have been around for 10 years. And that's just (laughs) not true. Like you just have to kind of start, put it out there. You'll learn from your customers what they actually want and what they can live without. And you'll make, you know, tweaks and changes as you go and learn as you go. But don't feel like you have to have everything perfect and spend all this extra money right at launch. Right, right.
0: Um, And now getting into the personal questions. So I guess you kind of probably touched on this earlier when I asked about time management in college, but with such a busy lifestyle, how do you really maintain a social life, especially when others may not be on the same page as you with understanding the amount of work you're having to put into your life and like just your goals and everything?
1: this is something I was not great at in high school, but I'm really proud of myself for getting better at in college in high school. I would spend weekends, like just working all and being like, Oh, this is the hustle I have to do. And Mm -hmm. in college, I'm like, I'm going to college. Yes. For the education, but also because this is the only time in my life where all my friends are going to be living in one city and I'm going to be able to just hang out with them, you know, every weekend. And so I really do try like weekend, um, Friday nights and Saturday afternoons and evenings like I don't work like you will not find me on my computer I'm always making plans if I don't have plans for the weekend I'm like okay me and my roommate like let's just go have a movie night let's bake something tonight like let's just do something where I'm not on my phone or computer um And I think just having like that set time during my, especially during the school year, like Friday nights, Saturday afternoons and evenings, like it's not a ton of time, but it's enough time every week where I like feel refreshed. And if I can go all of Saturday without touching my computer, that's great. If I need to do a little bit of homework or editing in the morning before my plans, like that's okay. Um, But I think just again, setting boundaries with yourself and saying, I'm always going to be doing something social on -hmm. Friday nights or on Saturdays. Um, whether that's with your family or friends and in the summer is when I really take control of this, like all throughout the school year, I'm like, go, 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 go. And summer is my time of the year to reset. I get like three months yes. to do it. Um, I try not to take, I don't take summer classes like June, July, August, and I come home for the summer. And so I'm with my family and with my boyfriend who lives here. And if I want to go to the river or go to the lake, like halfway through a Monday, I let myself, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, um, yeah making sure that you know I'm hustling during the school year and it's busy but also giving myself time to reset and really learning like which season of life you need so maybe you are like hustle hustle in the summer you're interning you're doing summer classes you're doing all this but then like January and this Christmas time is like when your chill time is like you have to figure it out for yourself but you just have to know like what are the seasons of my life the busy seasons and the slow seasons right yeah that's really good advice and I think
0: like with having a social life and being really busy, like you said, just making the plans is one of the best ways to like force yourself to not work, especially if you tend to have those like workaholic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm like the same way. It's like, I would I would work all weekend if I like just didn't make plans, honestly. And that's just because that's my nature Mm -hmm. Um, and make like forcing myself to do things has really made a big difference. So I totally get that. Um, And going into your goal setting strategy that you have, can you go into detail about it and how you used it to pursue your dreams and goals?
1: Yes. So it's actually kind of outlined in the beginning of the workbook as well, just because it's what I recommend. And it's Mm -hmm. to at first, like focus on what's one big goal that you want to focus on. Like first, like if you achieve this one thing, you would feel great. You're like, yes, I can do it. Whether it'll take you a month, whether it's going to take you six months what is it? And then, um, writing down your why, of course, like, why is it actually like, do I actually want to do this? Or is just social media telling me I should do this, or I'm just seeing other girls do it. And I'm like, maybe that'd be cool. Like actually figure out what is your why and why you're wanting to do it. Um, and then it's kind of overwhelming at first, but I promise it's, what's going to get you like started on it. You're going to research all the moving parts of this goal. So let's say it is to start a business You're going to research all the things and you're going to write down on a sheet of paper all the little tasks it's going to take to get to, let's say, launch day. So finding a manufacturer is one. Researching manufacturers can be even a smaller task. Like you're going to get very, very specific to it where you could achieve one of these things in like 30 minutes. Then you're going to figure out a time in your day um, where you can plug in 30 minutes to achieving this goal and do this every day. Or if you want to do it just Monday through Friday, like every Monday through Friday, you're going to find a time in your schedule to plug in 30 minutes just to achieving this goal. Then when you when Monday comes around and you're like, okay, with my coffee in the morning or before I do my nighttime skincare, like this is my 30 minutes. You now have a whole list of things you can get started working on that are still, that are small things that, you know, you can accomplish in those 30 minutes. Um, and just start there. And if you want to go to like working an hour every day on it, you can, if you want to work some Saturdays on it, you can. Um, but just like Monday through Friday, give yourself 30 minutes. It's not a lot of time. We all can, you know, add 30 minutes into our day, um, or get 30 minutes less. Of sleep to achieve this goal that you've been wanting to start for forever. So that's kind of like what I like to do. Um, Just making sure you are committed to it and committed to showing up for yourself, and just start ticking away at those tasks. And you'll like get excited and get motivated as you see things starting to come together. It'll make you want to keep going.
0: Yes, for sure. I definitely think being committed and like the consistency is key there. So that's really really helpful. Um, And. Are you wanting to – this is just, like, I guess more of a personal question. Are you wanting to sort of stay um, in the same area since you stayed in state for school um, whenever you graduate college? Or are you looking to branch out
1: and move elsewhere? Oh, I honestly don't know. I'm, like, going to take this year to figure – everything out. Something that I'm doing this summer, one of my big goals that I'm working through and something completely new is I'm actually wanting to get my real estate license Um, just because I've grown up around houses and construction and I have realtors in my family and I'm like, that actually would be super cool. And it's a great way to work for myself still and still have time to do like YouTube and social media and run my online business. But it's like, you know, just something else to try, Uh, especially when I graduate and I know i probably don't, I'm not going to get a nine to five job. Um, just, you know, another source of income. And so a lot of it's going to fall on like, do I want to be in my hometown? Do I want to be in Nashville? Um, under my Tennessee license, do I not even want to, go into real estate. Maybe in a year I'll decide I don't want to, and I want to like move to North Carolina or California. I don't know, but, um, Mm -hmm. we will see (laughs) in a year where I end up, but it's kind of, that's the beauty of like working for yourself. Um, and I'm really, really thankful. I realize how, how, how much of a privilege it is that I can work Uh, for myself and I know I can do that once I graduate and I can be and I can live where I want just because I see friends you know being moved by their jobs um and so it's something that I'm looking forward to kind of exploring once I am done with school and like out of the school college mindset
0: absolutely that's super exciting and it's definitely a process but I think you'll end up where you're meant to be in everything and last but not least um where And I guess you just kind of touched on this with getting a real estate license. Where would you ideally like your entrepreneurial career to
1: take you in the short run or long
0: run, if you even have any ideas of that?
1: Yeah. So that was kind of like, yeah, where I see myself in a year for my business. I, I built it upon really just wanting to create products for driven women. I have loved productivity and time management and planning since like high school. And I felt like there wasn't a brand out there that was made for students who do all of this stuff. Um, kind of going back to getting like full circle, like it was always moms or, you know, post-grad, like women in business. And it's just like, I am a student and also wanting to achieve all of this. And so as I've kind of paved that way for myself, I want to create products that help young women kind of do the same as I did, whether you're in high school or college, um, you know, starting those side hustles and starting to build your income and build your career all while still being a student, like it's possible. So ultimately my business is built upon that and I want to just help young women achieve their dreams and career and life and make tools for them to help them do that. Yes, for sure. That's incredible. I definitely think you're
0: on the path for that, for sure. And um, I'll go ahead and let you plug your socials and everything. And um, I so appreciate you coming on. I think everyone will really, really love this episode.
1: Of course. Well, Thank you. I love your content, obviously, you. <laughs> and your podcast, and just following you for forever. Um, I am on YouTube at Hannah Ashton. My Instagram is Miss Hannah Ashton, along with my personal TikTok, and then you can follow the Dream Achieve Workbook on Instagram and TikTok, just at Dream Achieve Workbook.
0: Yes, very aesthetic content. So definitely check her out. And yeah, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you, guys. Okay.